Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hi, guys. I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Monday as we kick off a brand new week. Glad to have you on board. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media on Instagram. I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I'm at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show. Let me know what's on your mind. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, coming up this week, we're going to talk superpower in peril. All of the threats that we face and what we can do about it. We're going to be joined by Dave McCormick later in the week. Uh, He was a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz got the nod, but Dave McCormick really put up a fantastic race, and he has got a brand new book called Superpower in Peril. He is going to be here. Also, we're going to be on the indictment watch with this ridiculous Manhattan grand jury on Donald Trump, and we're also watching the financial sector with the banks. Um, I am actually going to be in Washington tomorrow to moderate a panel on the economy, including what's going on in the banking sector. Senator Haggerty is putting together a tremendous conference in Washington, and I'm very delighted to be part of it tomorrow. But I'm going to get a good sense of where we are on the economy um, from real experts who we're all going to be talking to, members of Congress, U.S. senators, etc. So I'm going to learn a lot tomorrow and moderate this panel, and then uh, we're going to 
talk about it as we go through the week and certainly the weeks ahead because I don't think the Biden economy is getting any better. I think, guys, that the Biden economy is going to get worse before it gets better because remember, all of this is intentional. This is the intentional destruction of the U.S. economy, like it's the intentional destruction of the country. So keeping a close eye on all of that as we go forward. All right, today I want to talk about Kerry Lake's big win for election integrity. We're going to address that last week, but we did such an extensive and important interview with Tara Reid on Friday. Guys, if you have not yet heard Friday's show with Tara Reid, please go and listen to it. It unearths all kinds of important information that you need to know, not just about Joe Biden or Me Too, but about the Democratic Party, about the left, about the propaganda press, and how it all operates together to destroy the country, destroy anybody who stands up and tries to fight for the truth. It's a really important conversation, so please go check out uh, the Tara Reid interview on Friday if you haven't heard it yet. Um, But I do want to talk today about some of the stuff that we put off until today from Friday, including Carrie Lake and her big win for election integrity. I also want to make mention that coming up soon in the next few days, we're going to do a deep dive on election integrity with Catherine Engelbrecht, who is one of the OGs of the election integrity movement. She's the founder of the great organization, True the Vote, which has been doing such important work towards secure elections for years. So you don't want to miss that. Catherine Engelbrecht coming up here uh, on the show within the next couple of days. So we've got a lot going on. Make sure you tell all of your friends, all of your family, all of your colleagues, listen to the Monica Crowley podcast today. We've got an extraordinarily important interview with the one and only Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler is a hero activist for our side. He's basically a one-man band of community organizing. The left for decades has had their shock troops, their standing armies of college kids, union rank and file, the press. Now they've got Black Lives Matter and Antifa ready to go in the streets. Boom, at the flip of a switch. Our side has never had that before. Until now. Scott Pressler has been doing unbelievable work on the ground for a couple of years now in terms of registering voters to vote Republican Um, in terms of getting a move on, ballot harvesting, early voting, ballot curing, all of the stuff that the left has been doing to win elections in legal but very sneaky ways. Well, Scott Pressler is now leading the charge, not the RNC. Scott Pressler has been leading the charge. He is going to join us because there is a very important race coming up next Tuesday in Wisconsin. If you live in Wisconsin, you need to vote for Justice Daniel Kelly going into Tuesday's election for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Scott Pressler is going to be here in a couple of minutes to unpack the importance of this race and the need for every Wisconsin voter to go out and vote for Justice Daniel Kelly for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. He's going to tell us why that particular race is so important, not just to the people of Wisconsin, but to you and me. 
and frankly, to Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Mike Pompeo and any other Republican considering running for president next year, you better be paying close attention to what is going down right now in Wisconsin. Scott's going to be here to tell us all about it and how we can help whether we live in the state of Wisconsin or not. Okay, so that is coming up here in a couple of minutes. I adore Scott. He is really a hero of this republic, and I'm delighted to have him back here shortly. All right, first, though, the Monica memo. He's back. (laughs) President Trump. Uh, You know, last year he announced that he was running again for president and he kicked off his campaign, but he really didn't do a lot because, well, the guy has been just fending off legal challenges and courtrooms and lawyers and the DOJ just nonstop really, since he announced back in June of 2015. But for the last couple of months, he certainly had all of these cases starting to reach their tipping point, whether it's the DOJ or New York and the corrupt uh, Soros DA Alvin Bragg, or as Trump calls him, Fat Alvin, uh, moving against him, the case in Georgia. There are all of these cases coming at him, so he's been preoccupied, which, by the way, is one of the big points of going after him and harassing him with all of this nonsense. It's to keep him distracted. It's to drain his resources and it's to pull his attention away from the campaign trail and bringing his message to the American people. That's another big reason. Of course, they want him in prison. That's the ultimate objective. But for the time being, it's it's whack-a-mole. They got him playing whack-a-mole with these legal challenges and that's a big part of the point. Well, over the weekend, he kicked off his first rally of the 2024 election cycle. And man, it happens earlier every election cycle, right? Um, But he kicked it off with a huge rally in Waco, Texas. I don't know if you guys saw some of the images coming from this rally. And I do understand it's Texas. It's a red state. Uh, People love him there. You know, he didn't hold his first rally in New York or California, but he probably could drive big crowds there too in the right parts of those states. But he did do it in Texas and he got, you know, a lot of people were going to come out for him anyway, but he got a huge crowd, huge. And I tweeted this, I said, no other political leader, not one, could keep drawing massive crowds like this eight years after first coming on the scene. The Trump phenomenon is the America first phenomenon, and it's not going anywhere. I tweeted that, and that tweet uh, went pretty viral. Um, as of as of right now, it's got, let's see, oh, wow, 42,000 likes. So the America first movement is real. It's centered on Donald Trump, um, continues to be centered on Donald Trump, and continues to be driving, driving forward, much to the chagrin of the deep state, the administrative state, the courts, the propaganda press, the globalists, the international community, um, all of whom have thrown the kitchen sink at this man for the last eight years, and yet he's still standing, which is driving them nuts. It's also driving them nuts to see These huge crowds continue to come out for him. Politicians don't drive these crowds. Rock stars, and even then, rock stars will fade after eight years 
unless you're like the Rolling Stones or some like legendary band, right, that continues over decades to draw the, the crowds. But politicians, this is unheard of, guys, unheard of. And there are a couple of big reasons for it. Number one, it is the America First movement. Number two, Donald Trump actually said what he was going to do the last time around. He looked at the forgotten men and women and he said, I hear you, I see you, and I will be your champion. That powerful message really resonated. So people back in 2016 took a huge leap of faith with this guy who had never done any of this before, and they elected him. And he then spent the next four years as president delivering for them, not blowing them off, not dissing them, not ignoring them, not pretending like he didn't make campaign promises to them and then go serve the the ruling class and the globalists, etc., like every other Republican has done. No, Trump actually turned around as president and focused on them and delivered for them. And so there is this unbreakable bond between his voters and him as the symbol of America first and bringing this country back. So you've got that going on. And then you've got the fact that he has just been under assault for the last eight years. Constant, relentless, deep state assault. And people see that and they they rally to someone who's under constant assault. I mean, I, to use the word underdog in connection with Donald Trump, it sounds disjointed. It sounds like it doesn't belong, but it actually does. Donald Trump is perceived as an underdog, a real underdog, because he has just taken so many slings and arrows and continues to do so. For what reason? Because he wants to bring the country back. He wants to restore our greatness. He wants to make America great again. For that, he has been targeted nonstop. And so the perception is he's done all of this for us, which he has because he loves this country with his whole heart. And number two, because he's the underdog and people tend to rally to the underdog, the one who is put upon. This is why I've said this from the very beginning, guys, and it holds true as true today as it ever did which is that Donald Trump's appeal is not political or intellectual. It's attitudinal. It's attitudinal. His appeal is emotional. The draw that he has on voters, again, not political or even ideological, it is emotional. And that is a very difficult thing to overcome, which is why the left has had to pull out all the stops to try to overwhelm these elections when he's on the ticket. Zuckerbucks stealing elections, broken pipes on election day, stopping the counting, all of the stuff, the, the ballot harvesting, all of the, even the legal things that they did, but all of the shenanigans, they've had to up their game. Because the emotional draw of Donald Trump bringing all kinds of voters, Republicans, disaffected Democrats, independents into the America First movement, they've had to pull out all the stops to try to overwhelm and defeat that. And yes, they rig elections nonstop in order to accomplish that goal and install, not elect, install their people.
But his rally over the weekend, and again, I know it was Texas, but this is a sign of things to come. Also, Trump's warning during his rally, this is really going to resonate a lot because, again, this is an emotional appeal. Listen to him. 2024 is the final battle. That's going to be the big one. If you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. 2024 is the final battle. We're also soon going to have David Horowitz on this show, who is uh, delivering a similar message that this is really our last election because the left has made so much progress in the fundamental transformation of the nation into a Marxist uh, kind of country that if we don't win this and the left is mobilizing, including the deep state to rig it, but this is really the final battle. If we don't win this, the country is lost as we know it. In so many ways, you have no idea. So he is correct. And that message, uh, you know, on the one hand, he's got the optimistic, make America great again, again, message um, of America first. And then he's got the warning, the stark warning, 2024 is the final battle. And it is. And those two things are going to be incredibly powerful and motivating people in terms of not just nominating him as a Republican standard bearer going into the election, but as president again as well. These are really important and very powerful messages, and they are right on. Right on. All right, speaking of elections and election integrity and electing the right people to save America, when we come back, we're going to talk to the one and only Scott Pressler. You're not going to want to miss this. I promise you, you need to know who he is and you need to be supporting his work. We're coming right back. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. 
Well, I'm so happy to welcome back one of the great unsung heroes of the Republic, but we're going to sing his praises again today. Scott Pressler is a thought leader and a major action leader for the America First movement and for the country more broadly. He helped to defeat Hillary Clinton and he organized the big cleanup of Baltimore. But you know how the left has community organizers like Barack Obama and Antifa? Well, Scott Pressler is leading our side's lawful efforts to community organize. And he's done an absolutely incredible job, made even more incredible by the fact that he is basically a one-man band. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Pressler, and Pressler is with one S. So Scott with two T's, Pressler with one S, at Scott Pressler, where he's known as the persistence. And honestly, there is no more persistent activist on the face of the earth. And we are so blessed to have him. We're also blessed to have him back. Hi, Scott. Hey, Monica. Good morning from snowy Wisconsin. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. And we are so happy to have you back. You know, you are truly amazing. And I know I said this to you last summer when you first uh, made your appearance here on this show. You're absolutely incredible. And I want the entire Thank audience you. to know who you are and what you're doing and to make sure that you always get the recognition that you deserve. Because we always talk about the left and the left standing armies uh, out there, whether it's uh, rank and file union folks or college students or the community activists that always swirl around characters like AOC and so on. And we always bemoan the fact that we don't have our own standing army. But again, you are like an army of one, but you've also inspired so many people to uh, follow what you're doing and help and just you're, you've been a force multiplier, Scott. Thank you. Well, if I may briefly share my background and how I got started in politics, please. I actually want to thank President Obama because it was the day that he got reelected in 2012 that that was the night I created my Twitter account because I was irate. But I understood that I needed to turn my anger into action. And I started volunteering. I fell in love with it. I got my first job ever moving to Galveston, Texas to elect now Governor Greg Abbott. And like many of you listeners at home, I never wanted Hillary Clinton to set foot in that White House ever again. So I spent the next two years working to defeat her, electing Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States. And my life changed forever. You mentioned earlier the Baltimore cleanup. It was President Trump who brought attention to the city of Baltimore. And I saw that nobody was taking action. Nobody was doing anything. They were talking about it. They were tweeting about it. And so I posted on social media, I'm going to the city of Baltimore. And within seven days, we organized 200 volunteers on a Monday. And we picked up 12 tons of trash in 12 hours in one day. And I thought to myself, wait a second, I'm a private citizen. I'm not the government. I don't have millions of dollars at my disposal. Look at what we were able to do by organizing the community in an act of love. Let's do this everywhere. And so we did. We went to Atlanta, Austin, Baltimore, Chicago, Denver, Duquesne, Detroit, Houston, Kenosha, Los Angeles, Miami, Milwaukee, Nashville, Portland, Pittsburgh, Philly. 
and Monica, I was protested on the streets of San Francisco, California for daring to pick up trash. And now I'm on this mission to make sure that we are setting ourselves up for victory in 2024 and we will make Joe Biden a one-term president. Amen. And thank you for walking us through how you got started. And a, a lot of people, I think, were radicalized by Barack Obama and his presidency, <laughs> because I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to the Marxist revolution that we're experiencing. The, these people are not your father's or grandfather's Democrats. Um, they're not even Bill Clinton Democrats. These people are open Marxist revolutionaries seeking the overthrow of the Constitution and free market capitalism. And I yes. think a lot of people saw that under Barack Obama, like you, and their eyes were opened. You know, you, you used a phrase there, Scott, which was so beautiful. And I think it is such a perfect description for what you do out there on the ground every day. You said when you went to clean up Baltimore, that you did it as an act of love. Yes. And that is the, the concept of love is missing in our whole national discourse. Okay. But that phrase is so critical. And I think we need to bring it back along with God in this country because it's got to be a love for country, a love for your community, but a love for America writ large and the ideas uh, for which it stands and the ideas that made it great and the ideas that have given us so many blessings. That act of love for your community and your country motivated you. And I think it motivates certainly this audience, but it needs to motivate more people. How do we get to more people with this concept of love? Well, I'm an America first Republican and I catch a little bit of flack for saying this, but I hear from some Republicans out there that they say, oh, California has voted blue. The people that live there deserve the horrors that they're facing or New York deserves the very people that they have voted in. And I understand that logic, but I don't believe that's being a good America first Republican if I just discount my fellow brothers and sisters that are in California that are suffering in Los Angeles or in New York City or in Baltimore, Chicago, et cetera. To be an America first Republican means that I'm going to put every single American first, even the commies, even the people <laughs> that I don't agree with, because I'm going to defend their rights, even if they aren't going to defend mine. That truly is love, putting first those people that even disagree with you. And I think if we came together with that mindset, all 330 million of us, we really could transform America into a much more prosperous and beautiful nation. It's such a beautiful concept and it's so magnanimous of you. I just worry that, um, you know, as, as beautiful as it is, we are confronting true revolutionaries who are cruel. I mean, when you yeah. think about the January 6th defendants and, and you know, what, what the left and the weaponized government is doing to average Americans, not just Donald Trump, who can take a lot, um, but average Americans who just love their country and have stood for their country. Um, the, the spiteful glee in which our opponents take in being cruel 
in denying due process, in denying rights, because they do seek the overthrow of the country, but they yeah. must crush you and me in order to get there. And, and it's one thing to try to, you know, uh, sideline your opposition. It's another thing to imprison them and destroy their lives and be gleeful about it. And that's what the other side is. I mean, there's a real evil component to all of this. Well, it's so difficult because I'm maybe of the naive understanding that 99.9% of the world's population are good people. And it's only that 0.1% in charge, the leadership that are so gleeful. You know, it's, it's difficult because I want to have this mindset that we can work with everyone. But you're right. I mean, look at what happened under the pandemic. There were people that were gleeful in shutting down our churches and our businesses and our schools. And if it weren't for people fighting back peacefully, I believe there would still be lockdowns to this day if it weren't for uh, the Supreme Court and other uh, capacities within our government to say, no, this isn't right. And so it's, it's a fine line to walk. But I do believe that if we show as Republicans that we're willing to do good for society because it's the right thing to do. I do believe we can win over some of those independent voters, some of those soft Democrat voters that are going, oh my gosh, what has happened to my party? You know, the Democrats are acting this way, but look at Republicans that they're moving in a positive vision forward. And hopefully we can bring some of those people with us going into 2024. Yeah, and that's a really critical point. So thank you for making that. I and I always I, I always say on this show, Scott, and it it's it when I have former Democrats on, um, like last week I had Tara Reid on the show and mm. she credibly accused Joe Biden of sexual assault and nobody will cover her case and they've tried yes. to destroy her life as well. Um, yes. She left the Democratic Party. She's now an independent. I've had Naomi Wolf on the show talking about Pfizer and the mRNA shots and the truth mm. about what we're learning about that. She's a former liberal activist. Um, th there have been a number who've been on this show and I always want to be very respectful of their journey. And I think, you know, you certainly are because you're out there on the ground talking to regular Americans every day and you handle them in a very sympathetic and empathetic way, which makes your message even more powerful because because everything now is so political, political values now are your values, right? It's a deeply ingrained part of who you are and your identity. So it takes a lot for somebody who had been, say, a Democrat their whole life, political Democrat, cultural Democrat, whatever it might be, their parents were Democrats, grandparents, to get them to look at things in a different way and then take that extra step and consider leaving the party that has been their identity their whole lives. That takes a lot of courage and intellectual honesty. So I think we need to be more, I'm not talking about the radicals trying to burn down the country. I'm talking about the people <laughs> that you deal with every day yes. where you're trying to bring them along and get them to see that their party has left them and maybe consider looking at things in a different way and perhaps voting in a different way. That kind of support that you provide to those people, Scott, is invaluable. Well, and the most important thing that I've learned is actually not to use my lips, but it's to use my ears. 
we would do so much better as a party and a movement if we listened. And I'll tell you, I'm here in Wisconsin, and recently we were in Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Madison are the quote-unquote bellies of the beast in Wisconsin. They're very democratic. And Republicans traditionally haven't had good outreach program. And so we just elected a new chairman named Hilario de Leon of the Milwaukee GOP. And I said, you know, why don't we do something different? Let's do a listening tour in Milwaukee. So we went out in inclement weather and just went from business to business, visiting a Mexican restaurant, a liquor store, a black barber shop. And we just went in and say, hey, this is Hilario, chairman of the Milwaukee GOP. I know that we haven't done a great job of outreach in the past, but we're here and we want to listen. How is business going? What can we do to help you? Is there anything that you need in order to succeed here in Milwaukee? And we had such great results that we're going to be doing this listening tour every single week. And imagine if we did this across the country, the inroads that we could make simply by opening our ears and listening to the community. Yeah, exactly right. And our side just hasn't done a great job or frankly, any job of doing that um, until you came on the scene, Scott. And this is what makes your work just so incredibly valuable um, and should be appreciated and supported across the board. All right, Scott, I'm going to ask you to please stand by because there's so much more to get into with you. All right. But first, I'd like to welcome back our terrific sponsor, Man Crates. Mancrates.com makes shopping for the important man in your life so easy. Whether it's for his birthday, anniversary, or any occasion, Mancrates.com has hundreds of totally unique gifts he's going to love. Like the Whiskey Appreciation Crate, with a personalized decanter, matching tumblers, ice sphere molds, and more. Or the Grillmaster Crate. Featuring a brass knuckle, meat tenderizer, and cast iron smoker box. Mancrates.com packs his gift in unforgettable experiences, like sealed crates he gets to open with a crowbar. Personalization is free, and every gift comes with a full satisfaction guarantee. Use code RADIO15. That's Radio 15 at Mancrates.com to save 15% on his perfect gift. That's Radio 15 at Mancrates.com. We're coming right back. And we are back with the great Scott Pressler. Let's talk about what you're doing in Wisconsin, because next week we have a very important looming election. Can you tell us what's going on there? This, guys, this is so critical. Everyone at home, please lend me your ear. I'm in Wisconsin. I've been here since March 5th. I will be here through April 4th on Election Day. I would not be here spending a month of my life in Wisconsin if this weren't the most important and consequential election in 2023. The current makeup of the Wisconsin Supreme Court is four conservatives to three liberals. One of those conservatives has to retire, meaning that if we are not successful at electing Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th, Election Day, that that conservative court will flip to liberal. And why is this so important? Well, the liberal opponent 
has already indicated she will get rid of voter ID law. And listen, I've traveled to over 30 states. I've, I've listened to you guys. You tell me, Scott, I care about election integrity. I want voter ID laws. I want safe and secure elections. I'm here to tell you, if we don't elect Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th, our voter ID laws, which are on the books right now in Wisconsin, are gone. Proof of residency that is required to register to vote in the state of Wisconsin is gone. School choice, the best way to get out of poverty is an education. School choice will be defunded in the state of Wisconsin if we don't elect Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th. Our hunting rights and gun rights will be attacked. And worse, we only have a narrow majority in the House of Representatives right now. And Republicans, while we're in control of the state legislature in Wisconsin right now, if Daniel Kelly is not elected on April 4th, the liberals will redraw and gerrymander not only the congressional maps, which could affect 2024, but also the state maps, which could potentially give Democrat Governor Evers a solid majority, and we will be powerless to stop the liberals. So when I say that this election is consequential, I mean truly to any of the Republicans that actually want to win in 2024, whether you're a President Trump supporter, whether you're Governor DeSantis or Nikki Haley, if you want to win 2024, then you must help support Justice Daniel Kelly. You just laid out the uh, magnitude of importance of the Supreme Court race in Wisconsin brilliantly, Scott. Um, even if you don't live in Wisconsin, maybe especially if you don't live in Wisconsin, you need to be focused on what is happening here. I think a lot of people don't understand that there are some states like Wisconsin, Scott, where the Supreme Court justices in the state are directly elected. They are not appointed. They're elected by the people. And this election, you've done an extraordinary job bringing national attention to this race. But the, the key here is that this is not, say, Utah, okay? This is Wisconsin, <laughs> which is a critical swing yes. state yes. for 2024 and beyond and the future of this country. And it's amazing that really the future of the country could hang on one judicial seat in Wisconsin. Literally. Well, and I want to make this more relatable to the listeners at home. Think about North Carolina for a second. A few years back, North Carolina, the people voted for voter ID laws. That was a constitutional amendment or a referendum that was statewide. The people of North Carolina overwhelmingly chose voter ID law. Now, where I'm going with this is the liberal Supreme Court of North Carolina struck down that statewide referendum or constitutional amendment, basically denying the will of the people. And for Democrats who always say they're democratic, what is more undemocratic than going against the will of the people? Now, furthermore, did you know in 2022, we actually flipped that liberal Supreme Court to conservative and conservatives in North Carolina now have a five to two conservative Supreme Court. And did you know that on the docket for April of this year is they are going to rehear litigation on the North Carolina voter 
law, meaning that that law that we voted for as North Carolinans for voter ID is going to be reheard. And more than likely, because conservatives are now in control, we could have voter ID going into the 2024 presidential election. So these races do matter and do count. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, everybody is focused on the presidential race and Trump v. DeSantis or Trump v. Biden or whatever, however it's going to shake out. But you can't get there <laughs> without focusing exactly. on the, these races that are down ballot that are critically important. And a lot of people focus on the, the politicians because they're loud and they get a, the lion's share of attention. But these judicial races, especially at the Supreme Court level in these states, are just as important, sometimes more important, as you point out, than the politicians' headline races. Well, and here's what people can do to help. If you're going, oh my gosh, I'm listening to Scott and Monica right now. We have to do something to help. Well, you can contribute to Justice Day. Kelly by going to justicedanielkelly.com. And even if you're not a Wisconsinite, but you see the value in winning this seat on April 4th, please go to justicedanielkelly.com. And if you want to find out how to vote and knowing that March 30th is the last day to request your absentee by mail ballot, let's say you're in Georgia or another state and you won't be here on April 4th, then go to myvote.wi.gov and make sure that you have a plan to vote in the April 4th election. Oh, absolutely. No, it's so critical. Are you, as you're on the ground there, Scott, and you're talking to voters and, and the state GOP organizers, et cetera, are you seeing pushback? Uh, are there um, bigger forces on the other side on the ground there as well? Like, are you seeing Zuckerbucks coming into this race? Are you seeing big Democrats uh, coming in, big Democratic money? What are you seeing? What I'm seeing is there have already been $30 million spent in this race. And it's probably even more than that since last I checked, which is unprecedented. This is one of the largest amounts of money that's ever been spent on a Supreme in Wisconsin history. And the majority of Justice Daniel Kelly's opponent's money is coming out of Cali and New York. Why? Mm. Because the Democrats aren't stupid. They know how important this race is and they want to take control. That's why you got liberal Hollywood actors who are currently soliciting money and trying to get everybody out to vote in Wisconsin. They got people writing postcards across the country to Justice Daniel Kelly's opponent in order to get out the vote. Now, I haven't been seeing a whole bunch of door knockers, but there are ads galore everywhere on YouTube and Internet and radio and television. And I've been trying to do my part, which is in part why I'm on today with Monica Crawley and, and your podcast. And thank you so much for having me. But we need more people to help. And especially the areas of the state that we really need people are in Kolnosha, Racine, Waukesha, out of Gammy and anyone in Northwestern Wisconsin, our early voting numbers aren't terribly good right now in Northwestern Wisconsin. So if you're in St. Croix or Polk or Portage in the middle of the state, we really need you to make a plan to vote and bump up those numbers so we win this election. 
Wisconsin residents, you've got to be paying attention to what Scott is telling you here. And just nationally, you don't have to live there to support what's going on. Justice Daniel Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, justicedanielkelly.com if you want to support if you don't live there. But Wisconsinites, if you are living in this state, you've got to focus on this race. I know it's sort of out of context. It's not happening in November when you usually vote. It is happening next Tuesday, April 4th, and it is a critical, critical race. Um, are you seeing, Scott, uh, evidence of you know real mobilization on the left for early voting, but also ballot harvesting and, and that kind of thing going on on the left? I can't speak to the techniques the Democrats are using. However, I will tell you that their mail-in ballots, they have been definitely outvoting us in Milwaukee and Dane and by a considerable amount in terms of absentee ballots by mail. And so they're going to go into election day with a large number of people that have already voted. With that being said, I get a report every single day on people that have voted early and in Republican strong counties, our early voting numbers are actually pretty decent, especially in Waukesha. We're doing well in Sheboygan, even in Kenosha, our numbers are looking well in a county that is trending more and more to the right, but it really shows you the value in voting early. Yes, absolutely. And this is something we need to pay attention to, not in just in this race, but going into 2024. And I know that you're also focused on that, Scott, and you started a super PAC. Can you tell us about that? Yes. On January 23rd of this year, I launched a super PAC called Early Vote Action, earlyvoteaction.com. And I'm focused on five key states, Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And my goal is to build early voting and mail-in voting infrastructures in all of those states. Why? Because we win those five states. In addition to all of the traditional Republican states, we win the White House. And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we could, for example, lose Georgia, lose Michigan. And as long as we win those five, we still make Joe Biden a one-term president. And that's in part why I'm here investing in this Wisconsin Supreme Court race, because everything that I now, this month of time, building these relationships and this network is going to help prepare for victory in 2024. Oh, it's such critically important work. Um, before we uh, let you go, Scott, back to your critically important work on the ground in Wisconsin, um, the preparations for election day itself and the actual counting of votes do we have infrastructure on the ground? Do we have bodies there to pay attention in Wisconsin next Tuesday to make sure that the left doesn't pull any of the kinds of shenanigans we saw in 2020 and then last year, like in Kerry Lake's race, et cetera? Are there people on the ground, election observers, to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen? Yes, we have bodies, but I'm going to push back a little bit and say, y'all, just because we have election day workers doesn't mean that what happened to Kerry Lake in the great state 48 in Arizona won't happen again. And what I mean by that is part of the reason why I'm pushing early voting so much is we told the Democrats where we were throwing the football. We told them we're waiting to vote on one day. 
But what happened on one day? 30% of the machines went down, right? On the most important day of the year. And because Republicans waited to vote for that one day, thousands of us were disenfranchised. And it's my contention that had we voted early in person, had we done mail-in voting, that Carrie Lake would be governor of the great state 48 today. And really tangentially, it's snowing outside. It's almost every day since I've been here. It's going to snow on election day on April 4th for the Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. Don't wait to be driving in that bad weather. Make a plan to vote early. We do have door knockers. We do have election day workers. We do have phone callers. We have mayoral races that are going on at the same time, which are going to drive turnout. This is a winnable, feasible election, but it's going to take all hands on deck If you see value in what I've said today, please go to justicedanielkelly.com, contribute, support the justice, make a plan to vote by going to myvote.wi.gov. And I still look forward to working with every single one of you after we win this election, moving on to making Joe Biden a one-term president in 2024. From your lips to God's ears, Scott, I mean, really, tell us again about your super PAC as well. Yes, the super PAC is Early Vote Action earlyvoteaction.com. And if you guys aren't in Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, or Wisconsin, that's fine. Because I'm also including a sister city project where, for example, Chicago can help Wisconsin. Tennessee can help North Carolina. New York, Delaware, Maryland can help Pennsylvania. Los Angeles can partner with Arizona and Nevada. So we're going to have opportunities across the country to utilize everyone, regardless of where you live. That is also really important because those of us stuck in blue states like me sitting in New York state, pray for me. Um, <laughs> the, the idea that, you know, it, it all is not lost if you're stuck in a blue state, that you can actually engage in this kind of activism from your blue state and actually help these swing states and the voters there get across the finish line to save our country. So, Scott, I mean, really, your work is such a critical part of saving this country. All politics is local, as the saying goes, and you are just the embodiment of that. I so appreciate that. And thank you for having me back a second time. And I still look forward to returning to New York at some point. Well, I can't wait to finally meet you in person one of these days uh, soon, Scott, soon. We love you so much, and we are so grateful for all of your hard work for the cause of freedom. God bless you, Scott. Uh, Thank you, Monica. Well, he is just absolutely phenomenal. All right, when we come back, we're going to break apart Carrie Lake's uh, big win for election integrity. We're coming right back. All right, guys, uh, we just talked to Scott Pressler about the importance of the vote on Tuesday for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. You want to know how important state Supreme Courts are? Well, listen to this. Our friend Carrie Lake just won a big one at the Arizona Supreme Court after it ruled that the lower court must review one of her election challenges that alleged a ballot counting issue. Now, keep in mind that Carrie Lake, quote unquote, lost that election by only about 17,000 votes. And she has argued that there were ballot printer issues, printing the wrong ballots on purpose on Election Day, and that the application of signature verification processes in Maricopa County caused the election to be rigged. 
And she's absolutely right. Now, the state Supreme Court, again, this is the importance of your state Supreme Court. It ruled that the lower court had wrongly tossed out her claim about the signature verification process. The court ruled that the appeals court wrongly interpreted her challenge as a challenge to the policies themselves rather than how they were applied. Okay, so the lower court also ruled that Lake filed her claims too late, although the high court said she could not have uh, brought that challenge before the election. So the court came down on her side on this. And she responded with this statement, quote, I am thrilled that the Supreme Court has agreed to give our signature verification evidence the appropriate form for the evaluation it deserves. For years, signatures have been a third rail in Maricopa County. The process of verifying these signatures is the only security measure on mail-in ballots. The amount of time allotted to check these signatures was only eight seconds, which is not humanly possible. That's what Carrie Lake had to say. Now, of course, the media is downplaying this ruling, but signature verification was always the issue. And it was always the smoking gun in her case, just like it's the smoking gun in so many cases. You heard Scott Pressler talking about if the liberal gets elected in Wisconsin to the Supreme Court, that is the end for signature verification and photo ID in Wisconsin. So the left will just go wild and Republicans will never win Wisconsin again. Getting back to Arizona, three whistleblowers from the signature verification department in Maricopa County said that they were rejecting tens of thousands of signatures, up to 130,000 ballots, but somebody was sending them through anyway. How corrupt can you be, guys? On signature verification, Arizona is one of the 27 states that have signature verification requirements, so they can't blow it off. Wisconsin is another one of those 27 states, unless you get a liberal elected on Tuesday, in which case, boom, Wisconsin, no more signature verification. There is so much more on this to come as we head into 2024. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be joined here by Catherine Engelbrecht in a couple of days. Um, She is the founder of True the Vote one of the OGs of election integrity, and we're going to have an extensive chat with her about all of this, where we are and where we're headed in 2024. That's going to be a must-hear interview because the corruption runs so deep and we've got to fix it now. Carrie Lake is a true heroine on all of this. You know, she was... She was absolutely excoriated. She continues to be pounded in the press. Why are you pursuing this? And in fact, state authorities in Arizona actually wanted to bring criminal charges against her for raising these issues. Do you see how they fight? They fight dirty because they're communists. And this is what communists do. They imprison their political opposition. They imprison people for simply raising questions. We are absolutely, definitely in a 1984 Orwellian tyranny. I don't know if you see it yet, but you should. This is the importance of state Supreme Courts as well. Now, the Arizona Supreme Court did throw out um, a number of other provisions that she had asked for, unfortunately. 
But they did allow this to go forward, and it is a big win. This is why the press is trying to downplay it, because they know that this going forward is going to expose all of their dirty tricks. Again, they have to work extra hard because of candidates like Carrie Lake and Donald Trump that engender real love because of their love of country. We talked to Scott Pressler about reintroducing the concept of love for America in our fight. Just overall, the concept of love. You see love on the ground at all these Trump rallies. These people just love Donald Trump. Why? Not because they're in love with Donald Trump, but because of what he represents, what Carrie Lake has represented, which is a genuine love for this country, so much so that they have left their previous lives and sacrificed so much and are taking so much incoming on behalf of us and what the founding fathers gifted to us with this extraordinary country. That's what the love is all about. It's not a cult. You know, they try to to downgrade our movement and destroy it by calling it a cult. Tea Party was a cult. Reagan Revolution was a cult. Now America First is a cult. They try to smear it in order to discredit and dismantle it. But we're not going anywhere. And God bless people like Donald Trump who continue the fight would have crushed anybody else. God bless people like Carrie Lake for keeping up the fight, which would have crushed anybody else. And God bless people like Scott Pressler, who are on the ground. He's an unsung hero. He is actually doing the heavy lifting every day because he loves his country so much. And God bless all of us. You just listening to this podcast every day and informing yourself and equipping yourself with what is really going on and the nature of the enemy and how to push back, you are doing God's work as well to save America. Your love of country is what brings you here and what's going to save America. So God bless you too. All right, guys, that is going to do it for me on this Monday. Thank you so much for being here and for checking out Man Crates and all of our fantastic sponsors. We all really appreciate that. All right, I am headed to Washington tomorrow. And on Wednesday, we're going to have another big show. And on Friday, we're going to talk about superpower in peril and so much more. So big shows coming up this week. Don't miss a second of it. Have a great start to your week. And I'll see you right back here on Wednesday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.